We're I'm legend hopping. But we are legend hopping. What a great term was. Well done. Because uh, the next one we're speaking to is five-time Richmond Premiership player. Five. Uh, uh, five. <laughs> That's how many he did. Uh, obviously, Richmond's team of the century. Yeah. Um, then uh, was also the AFL team of the century as the winger. Mm-hmm. Like him and Ed Langdon just, you know, are the two Can greatest wingmen not- of all time. Um, and that's. Uh, <laughs> Can you not do that? Because Keith Gregg was on the other wing, and we'll ask Francis about. We Keith. will. So that's Francis Burke. Good day, Francis. Uh, good day, Jack. How are you going? <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Was I somewhere in the area? Is there, would you um, and Ed Langdon um, be on? You know, two separate wings and perform well. Um, oh, well. I don't know. It's basic answer, but uh, <laughs> I'm very happy that I didn't have to cope with him anyway uh, at the time, uh, Jack. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I just uh, happy to be here. Happy to have had the career I've had, and count my lucky stars that I played with Richmond. Francis is was here. Thanks so much for joining us. And I, I will mention because I'm a North man. On the other wing was Keith Gregg. I think uh, you and him uh, might have had some uh, reasonable battles in the day, but. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. I want to quickly ask you about the iconic photo in the in the middle of the MCG with the blood on your face. Can you sort of talk us through that? I'm sure you have before, but run us through that photo. Well, oh, well, I guess so, Jack. Ironically, it was at North Melbourne that particular incident, and uh, Greg and I, Greg Strawn, my fellow teammate, and I collided going for the same ball, and uh, I expected him to give way to me and he actually expected um, uh, uh, sorry I'll say that again I expected him to give way to me he expected me to give way to him and so there was a collision which um, resulted in me uh, being shifted down to the the forward line because uh, although there was no blood rule in those days where you had to leave the ground um, I was uh, Inconvenience, I suppose, by the, the fact that my eye was bleeding, and lo and behold, before I knew it, the ball fell out of my arms, and I've kicked a goal, and um, the rest is history. And uh, it was a tight game as well, as inevitably in those days, especially with North. And at that North, there was a howling wind blowing, and we won. So all in all, it was a, it was a very happy outcome, I would say. Yeah, and it's a it's a it is an iconic photo. Is it, do you have the photo? Would you have that like? In the pool room? Oh, in the I, pool room? Would I have that photo? No, I don't think I do, actually. Yeah. But, uh, I think a lot um, of Richmond supporters would have that that photo somewhere in there, uh, if they've got it up in the pool room or something. It was, it's, yeah, really iconic. Well, it's just one of those things that happened, you know, and basically, uh, you know, the more important event, five weeks later, we actually won the grand final. <laughs> and um, so that was uh, more... more uh, uh, noteworthy I, I guess but um, no it was uh, it's just one of those things I suppose it happens I mean if you, if you stick around for long enough something like this is going to happen in some way shape or form and this is this is um, what people often remember me by and um, given that uh, uh, we won the game and mm. uh, I kicked a goal uh, which is rare for me playing <laughs> in the division I did um, uh, it was a, it was a, it, it just worked out pretty well, put that way. Well, you had kick 71 for your career, so you're quite right with after 300 games. <laughs> well, there you go. And you played uh, you, you played with, obviously, some of the greats, um, and you just mentioned a grand final then. You only won five of them. Uh, you, you must look back on your career and, and feel very blessed. Oh, of course I do. And uh, 
Uh, and the thing about is, I mean, we, uh, I, my time, it was perfect because as a 20-year-old, my first year, the Tigers won a breakthrough premiership for a, a 23 or four-year drought and, and things uh, went well. And, and uh, unbeknownst to us at the time, I suppose, you know, with Roy Sart and Kevin Bartlett and Kevin Sheedy and uh, other great players who were the similar age to me, uh, Dick Clay, um, there's, there's lots of players who became very well-known players and long-term players and we all sort of graduated together and um, were able to uh, achieve success but um, so yeah but as I said I was about to say that um, also of course out of it's come lifelong friendships uh, and that's the really enduring quality that's come from um, being associated with the Tigers from the time I was there and, and with other absolute superstar players they're also superstar people and uh, our wives lifelong friendships are formed so it was just uh, and of course the wonderful Tommy Hafey and his lovely wife Maureen uh, were there to um, sort of uh, um, encourage us I guess and uh, and solidify friendships and relationships and things like that so that um, it, it was uh, it was a great place to be in those times that's for sure and how are you finding football at the moment? Well, um, puzzling, really. Uh, if, if I go to the footy and watch, which I often do, um, uh, of course, I'm, uh, I'm not aware of what all the instructions or any of the instructions are for the players <laughs> and what they're to do and where they go and what their plans are and what their role is, playing their role. Of course, uh, I've got no idea. And so... Uh, uh, all I can say is that if, if we're in front on the scoreboard at the end of the game, well, I go home happy. If, I, <laughs> if we're not, well, uh, I go home sad. So that's it. Just wanted to talk. So we spoke to uh, Don Scott just before, and uh, I asked. I was asking the question about John Kennedy Senior and you know the coaching. Um, and he's you know obviously he's you know well known speeches and stuff that have become folklore. Yeah. Um, Tom Hafey, uh, your coach, had very similar um, stories about his uh, half-time or you know, pre-game speeches. What was it like being coached by Tom and was his speeches, um, you know, did they inspire you to go to the next level or did it have any effect on you? Um, I don't know about his speeches so much. It's certainly his way of life, the example that he set in terms of his personal discipline and um, his care for his players... Uh, was uh, uh, wonderful and of course uh, if we didn't measure up either team-wise or individually um, we felt that and I know I felt that we, we were letting him down and, and so that was an important part of Tommy's um, uh, modus operandi really where he has said he engaged this uh, friendship or this this uh, relationship uh, that endured over the time and so when it came to tough games and uh, you know we had plenty of those as well and big big occasions when he asked players for uh, another effort and another one and another one well players were inclined to try their hardest and play their hearts out for him and uh, no matter you know what their positions were and, and that was a secret to Tom's uh, success I think it was, it was a relationship he was able to build with his players. And if we look at the uh, the financial side of the AFL at the moment, some players on a million dollars and 
a season. Uh, how does that sort of sit with you? I know it was uh, it was a few bucks here and there, and maybe an apprenticeship or something back in your day. Oh well, it was the best second job going in the country, Jack, <laughs> and uh, so we were paid well according to uh, our time at the times, you know. But interesting enough. Uh, um, and we were part-time, so we had jobs uh, as well, and um, uh, we trained basically after work during the week and, um, and played on Saturdays, and it was really a pretty straightforward, simple existence in many ways, but uh, I think that um, I don't uh, begrudge the players at all uh, for the, their rewards that they get, and, uh, and, and uh, I think that... Um, they do very well to maintain their balance, considering that the time and effort they put in during during the year and during the week to week stuff. And um, interestingly enough, when my son David first came into league footy after being drafted um, under the father son rule to play with the Tigers, I mean he earned more in his first couple of years than what I earned my whole career and so uh, but he, he was full time and uh, so um, uh, it was a, it was a different um, way of uh, living or existence in fact as a parent uh, mm. I was worried about him being full time and um, in, in, in a way that um, with him being cut off from his circle of friends and uh, uh, and and uh, associates off the field um, I was worried about whether he could um, retain his balance and perspective in the, the right ratios if you understand where yeah, I'm coming from and particularly as, as an as a 18 year old as he was then yeah. um, and so uh, uh, that that was an issue but uh, I think fantastically fortunate are we to have now or the players are to have Alternates to actually uh, alternate options in terms of interests, and uh, mm. um, I mean, players are encouraged to do part-time studies and things like that, which um, uh, I think is much uh, very satisfactory to, to terms of their own personal development, and as I said before, keeping their uh, perspectives uh, in mm. balance. And yeah, great. So. Uh, you know, it's it's, uh, but it's you know, it, it certainly full time football has changed everything, really, hasn't it? When you think about it. Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's not just it's just not just footy, is it? It's world sport everywhere. It's just the money and the responsibility you have, and you got to be training eight days a week and all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, they do earn well, it, I, but I guess so. I guess so. But I was thinking particularly to footy, yeah. to our footy, and uh, you know, it just um, it was ironic that players were leaving league football to go and coach. Uh, in the country or in the metropolitan areas and getting uh, more money to play or to coach than what mm. league footballers themselves were getting to play at the, at the time. And uh, so that was, that, that, but, you know, that, that's a sign of the times and uh, things have moved on, obviously, a, a lot since those days. But um, whether it's better, whether it's not as good or, or, or you know, you, that's a matter of personal opinion, but it's certainly different. It is, it is. Um, speaking of different, Richmond are um, trying to climb the mountain again. They've done it, you know, three times recently. Um, how, I mean, did you ever think that Richmond would become as successful as they have become just recently? Like, I mean, you, after, the, you know, your 1980 premiership, uh, you sort of dipped a bit and you went, you went away and there was a lot of coaches uh, in between premierships. But did you ever think that they'd come good again? 
Well, uh, I hoped, of course, but <laughs> I can remember feeling in the middle, 2015s, 2016s, wondering whether we'd ever get to the mountain again. And um, but uh, lo and behold, and the great lesson here is that things can change and change quickly. And so after 2016, when we finished amongst the also rounds at the bottom end of the ladder, 2017, we won. And so um, uh, that was a joy uh, and uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience, not only for myself and my wife, but also for our kids and, and grandkids and, thing, and, and all Richmond supporters, I guess, uh, and the, uh, uh, the, the scenes and jubilation that, the, that occurred amongst all those hundreds of thousands of supporters who'd supported Richmond through thick and thin over the previous uh, 20-something years. Um, might be more than that. Anyway, um, we're, we're, we're rewarded. And so that was a, um, a, a very, very happy occasion for all Tiger supporters, me included. And so, uh, and then we having won two more since then, just, um, well, it whets your appetite for more, I guess. And so I'm hoping that our Tigers... You know, with uh, recruiting of a couple of experienced players like Kim Taranto and and uh, uh, Jacob um, Jacob uh, Jacob Hopper, yes, yeah. from DWS, who are seasoned explorers, uh, players, experienced players, and with Dustin coming back, hopefully to be somewhere near what we have getting got used to and spoiled by really? his. his standards, you know, so I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. Where do you rate Dustin um, in terms of all the Richmond people that have come through the system that you've seen, mate? Is he one of the best ever? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he's up there with Royce and Kevin, um, and uh, so, um, so uh, I can't offer any greater uh, compliment than that, no, but, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I mean, what he, what he can do, he's got amazing gifts, and uh, he's, um, he, and he's so team oriented as well. You know, he's just—I uh, uh, love watching him play for all those reasons. Did you ever play like him in a grand final? Of course. You must be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Sorry, silly question. Uh, there's God and then there's us. Okay. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So uh, Richmond this year. I'm obviously you just mentioned the recruits and everything. Um, where will they finish and? Um, what are your what are your expectations on the Tigers? Oh well, I'm, I, I don't have expectations. I have hopes, and uh, I think inevitably, I think look, I think we've got every reason to be happy and confident. And I think the recruiters have done an amazing job uh, to jag those couple of experienced players from Sydney. And so, uh, uh, and we, as I said, with Dustin's um, getting fit again, we've got every reason to be happy. But my own feeling is that in the end, the competition is so close and so tight that injuries will uh, determine, in many cases, the outcomes of where we finish. And uh, so I'm just praying that uh, our medical staff and phys ed blokes and all those uh, people are able to keep our fellows on the track and so that they can uh, play to, the, to their capacity. And if they do, they all do that are all available most of the time well I'm, I'm, I'm very confident we'll be there oh fantastic oh, nice. yes well as a Melbourne supporter I'm very nervous uh, by the Tigers coming good again <laughs> I'm glad you're still I'm glad you're still enjoying footy and enjoying the, uh, the all the surrounds of footy it's uh, it's well deserved for you well it's just one of the joys of uh, being in a team game and uh, as I said 
these are my friends uh, that I've played with and uh, and I admire the, the lads who are giving it everything they've got to uh, continue the happy times that we Tiger supporters are currently enjoying. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. Hey, Francis, we might leave it there, mate, but uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, it's been an absolute honour and privilege uh, to even uh, speak to you. So thank you so much for taking that call. I'm very, I'm very, very happy to talk footy at any time. Oh, okay. Thanks, we'll get you on again. That'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks, Thanks Francis Burke, uh, Richmond Immortal, and the greatest uh, winger of all time.